This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out. What's up, America? So I first want to start off the show. We found Rashad, y'all. The APB work. Got a text from him. He's doing well. Nothing physically going on, but emotionally and psychologically from the Bengals Super Bowl, you know, he was in a dark place, but he's doing better now. He's doing better. You know, he will be back on the show, hopefully to talk about his Bengals, in the near future, but what we need to put an APB out on is these damn Lakers, and that's what we starting the show. They're horrible. They're trash. They're pathetic. They're inept. They're anemic. Whatever word, whatever synonym you want to use, they are god awful. Lord, they lost to the Pelicans. The Pelicans are trash. The Pelicans ain't got no Zion. They got a guy in C.J. McCollum that just came over and beat the brakes off of. You're going to tell me C.J. McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Valanchunas is going to come into L.A. and beat LeBron and Russell Westbrook? Two of those guys are Hall of Famers. Two of those guys are top 75 players of all time. And they got the brakes beat off of them by 28? I don't understand it. I watched that game. I watched damn near every dribble. The Lakers ain't got no heart. They ain't got no passion. They ain't got a burning desire to win. LeBron James is trying to do all he can. And he even quitting at times while not getting back off of turnovers that he started. Russell Westbrook looked like he don't even belong. He looked like the odd man out. He's trying to make sure that he is ingratiating himself on the team while not being himself. And other than that, their best player is who? Don't tell me Carmelo Anthony. That man can't play defense, can't, can't stop a parked car. THT has not played up to expectations at all. And we know this. Well, Wayne Ellington, Stanley Johnson. No, their third best player is a, a, a guy named uh, AR-15, Austin Reeves. He was horrible on Sunday. The Lakers are trash. Now, last week I said that the Lakers would beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm about to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies in a little bit. I'm going to stick to that pick only because of pride. 
And my hope is Anthony Davis comes back. Because if Anthony Davis comes back, all bets off. But the Lakers are just a horrendous basketball team. This basketball team reminds me of the Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwight Howard, and Pau Gasol Lakers, where they went as a seventh seed and they got bounced in the first round. This team was a little worse than that, but it gives me the same feel. High expectations coming into the season, and then they were bums during the regular season, and they barely make it into the playoffs. Now, the Lakers right now are the ninth seed, and they just keep losing games. They might not even make the play-in, but I still got hope LeBron James will get this team into the playoffs. It's so bad that LeBron James is arguing with fans. Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook is arguing with, with fans. The one thing I will say, you Lakers fans are so spoiled. LeBron delivered a chip in a two-year span, and y'all booing this man, and y'all heckling him on the sidelines. Lakers fans, y'all need to stop this. LeBron delivered. He got your chip. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. First year, he was hurt. The second year, boom, got a chip. Third year was hurt, bounced out of the first round. This year, Anthony Davis and not with him. So y'all need to just stop. But all in all, shoot, I would have booed too. That Y'all look trash out there. I would have not booed at LeBron. I would have booed at the, the whole Lakers. It was so bad that DeAndre Jordan tried to hit a pass to a fan in the second row, and now the man cut. But enough about the Lakers. I want to talk about this man, John Moran, this brother is sensational. This Memphis team is really, really good. And John Moran is spectacular. I just want to read y'all his stats last night. He dropped 52 points, gave you seven rebounds, two assists. Hit four for four from three-point range. The man is a beast. He put the team on his back against the San Antonio Spurs. Right now, he's top three MVP candidate. I don't think there's no debate there. Shoot, I'll tell you right now. 2K Ronnie, put John Moran as the cover. I'm just letting you know this right now. Put him on the cover. Everybody will be happy. When's the last time we seen Memphis on the cover? I don't even think we've ever had Memphis on 2K cover. Just letting you know that right now. This brother's sensational. This Memphis team is great. You know, they got Steven Adams. They got Jackson Jr. They, Melton has played well. But do I still believe in them in the playoffs? It's, I don't. I don't. I, I really don't. I have no faith in, faith in them in the playoffs. One thing we know, more times than not, young teams don't do well in the playoffs. I've seen Chris Paul with David West as young bucks. Everybody thought they was going to be great. They were the second seed in the West, and they lost. They lost to the Spurs after being up 3-2. Like, I've seen that happen. I've seen Derrick Rose, a young Derrick Rose. I've seen Joaquin Noah with, uh, Tom Thibodeau, with Tom Thibodeau and my guy Luol Deng. Young team, didn't do nothing. Got to the Eastern Conference Finals, lost in five. I seen KD, Russ, Harden, Young Bucks. 
lose in the NBA Finals against LeBron in five. Like, you go down the list of NBA history, young teams really don't do nothing. They really don't. You know, you have rare exceptions, but more times than not, young teams don't really win early on. If you think about it, Golden State, Steph, Clay, and Dre was, what, six years in the league, five years in the league? You know, Ja, with this cast of crew, it's easy to play teams. It's easier to beat teams when they only see you one night and then the next time they see you is in a couple of months. People are going to be able to key on the Memphis Grizzlies and key on Ja for a seven-game series and I'm not trusting that Jaron Jackson Jr., John Moran, Stephen Adams, Baines, and those guys are going to get it done. They're not better than, to me, they're not better than the, the Phoenix Suns, the Golden State Warriors. The Utah Jazz is just, well, to me. So we'll see what happens. But shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies overall. Right now, they're playing well. John Morant is an all-NBA first-teamer. I don't know who's the second guard that's going to be with them, whether it's Steph, um, whether it's Luka Doncic. Um, but we'll see moving forward. But John Morant and that Memphis Grizzlies, they they come in to get wins, period. And we'll see what happens with them in the playoffs. But like I said before, if Anthony Davis and the Lakers play the Memphis Grizzlies, y'all know who I, I'm rolling with. Now let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. They had their best game of this season on Saturday night. Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets, shorthanded by the way, went into Milwaukee and beat them 126 123. Kyrie was sensational. He had 38 points, five assists, five rebounds. Um, Drummond was sensational, 17 points, 12 rebounds. And the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, if you looked at their numbers, they played well, but they couldn't close the game out. Drew Holiday was horrible from the free throw line. Um, Grayson Allen had the opportunity to tie the ball game, and he missed free throws. Um, but to me, this is the best win that Brooklyn has had all season and probably will have all season. You know, they got the brakes beat off of them by the Toronto Raptors last night, but we're going we gonna to hop on what they did against Milwaukee. And I'm telling you this right now. I just want to be perfectly clear. If the mandate is lifted, by March 7th. And it might let Kyrie play because they're saying that now Kyrie might not play because he can come to the games, but he can't be an active participant. Um, I don't know the whole policy mumbo jumbo that's going on, but that's pretty much what they're saying is that Kyrie can go to Barclays, but he can't participate and play in Barclays. Secondly, if KD comes back 
and is fully healthy and ready to go. And all reports are indicating that he'll be back any day. If Ben Simmons can come back from his mental health as well as his back tightness, the Brooklyn Nets will be, there will be nothing. They're not going to no championship. If all of these ifs, if if was a fifth, we all be drunk. And I don't even drink. The Brooklyn Nets ain't going nowhere but home in the playoffs. They're just not. They had the opportunity. If it was Harden, Kyrie, Katie, I'd be like, okay, if they all get back, maybe it'll work because now they've had at least one playoff experience together and now they're going to do it again. But this Brooklyn Nets squad, y'all need to stop this. Kyrie's injury prone, KD's injury prone. We don't know what we're going to get out of Ben Simmons. And you can't even play Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter. How are you going to play him when they put him on the line? You know he can't hit free throws. So this notion that they can do something boggles my mind. I don't care if it's KD, Kyrie, Blake Griffin. Shoot, it could be Ben Simmons, Ben 10, Big Ben. They ain't going nowhere. I might venture out to say they ain't even going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And that's all I got to say about this nonsense. Y'all could have all y'all betting towards the Brooklyn Nets or ESPN's power index say that the Brooklyn Nets are going to win the East. No, they won't. They will not win the East. I will guarantee it. Just like, just like Chuck says, guarantee they will not win. Because something always going wrong with them. Something. So I'm done with this conversation. Now let's talk about the other team that Ben just came from, the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden, Joel Embiid, it looks real easy for them. You're damn right it looks easy for them because they've been playing the Timberwolves and the New York Knicks. Don't get, do not get enamored with this duo when they've played some bomb teams. No disrespect to the Timberwolves. I know that right now they're in playoffs, but they ain't, they ain't nothing. The Knicks, they a bomb team. So Joel Embiid gave you 37 against the Knicks, nine, nine rebounds, three assists. And then James Harden gave you a triple dub, 29.16 assists and 10 rebounds. So I... I'm still not enamored by this group. This group um, has to show me something. Tobias Harris, I might need to call an APB out on him if he continues this snide that he's on because he doesn't know where he fits. And I think this goes to Doc Rivers. And what Doc Rivers needs to do is allow Tobias Harris to play freely by himself or with at least, you know, uh, Maxi or Harden. One of those guys need to be with him, but he doesn't need to have most of his minutes being with Joel Embiid um, and Maxi and Harden. It has to be, you know, just one of the guards. With that being said, if I was Doc Rivers, I would consider putting Maxi on the bench because their bench is horrible. God, like, I don't even know who's on their bench. Like, who? I don't know anybody. I'm looking at their bench right now. I don't know a goddamn person, but Danny Green, Paul Millsap, 
and, and Shea Milton. All them other dudes, I don't even know. And them dudes don't even get a lot of minutes. So in the playoffs, you're going to have to rely on at least, you know, two, three guys to consistently give your points. Maxie has played awesome. I'm not saying Maxie's no, I'm not saying Maxie is a scrub. I'm just saying in terms of balancing out the offensive uh, team, Maxie can get your buckets. I will put in Danny Green, you know, at the two, somebody that just defends and doesn't need the ball and let, you know, Maxie just him and Tobias, you know, when they're on the court together, just go, just go uh, rub shot on, on the whole, uh, you know, the second lineup. But that's just me. I ain't Doc Rivers. I ain't out here giving up the one leads. So, We'll see what happened with Philly. I told y'all again and again and again, them goons in Miami are different. The Miami Heat different. I'm just letting y'all know. They, they, they different. They're the number one seed right now. They're playing well. You know, we talking about the Chicago Bulls. I ain't got no faith in the Chicago Bulls. Shoot. So the Miami Heat, we sensational. I'm going to say this one more time just so you can get it through your through your ears. We got Bam Bam, and I ain't talking about the Flintstones. We got Tyler Hero, and I ain't talking about no club sandwich. We got a butler, and I ain't talking about Jeffrey. And everything runs on Dunkin', and I ain't talking about Dunkin' Donuts. So we, the Miami Heat, are the number one seed. The Miami Heat are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Miami Heat, shoot, we might slip up and win a chip. We might slip. We just might slip up. And win a chip. But I say all that to say that the Philadelphia 76ers are not better than the Heat. They're not better than the Bucks. And we'll see what happens in the second round in the playoffs because that's where Doc Rivers is in purgatory. He hasn't left the second round in such a long time. And he's given up 3-1 lead after 3-1 lead in the divisional round and then gave up uh, – uh, lost the series where he was up double digits except for one game, but I digress. Now let's talk about the MVP real quick. Y'all do know that Steph Curry is now not going to win it, right? Like y'all do know that the man has not played well. And this is before the all-star break. Hasn't really played well. His best game was the all-star game when they wasn't playing no defense. Had a 19 point lead against the Dallas Mavericks in the fourth quarter and got and the Dallas Mavericks won that game going on a 27-3 run. Steph Curry, come on now. You got to be better than that. Also, is Joel Embiid to lose? If he stays healthy and continues to do what he's doing, I think he wins MVP. The Joker is nothing to sneeze at. Giannis ain't nothing to sneeze at over there. DeMar DeRozan, John Morant is there. Um, I think I probably just named the NBA's all first NBA team, honestly. Um, but that was just a quick snippet that I just wanted to just throw in there. The MVP race, you know, it's, it's getting close as we have less than, what, 25 games left in the season. Steph Curry is not going to win MVP. It's a three-man horse right now with the fourth outside looking in. You got Joel Embiid. You have the Joker, 
you have Ja Morant. Those are the three right now. It's a fluid situation. Outside looking in is DeMar DeRozan, as he has the Bulls in the second lead, in the second seed in the Eastern Conference, and handling business in the fourth quarter and overtimes. So I say all that to say Steph Curry is not an MVP candidate anymore. I don't care. He would have to go bonkers. He would. He would have to go bonkers. And for those basketball aficionados or people that think they know basketball, don't understand Draymond Green's effect on the game, look at the Golden State Warriors since he's left. They've been abysmal. Period. They've been abysmal. Draymond Green is the perfect makeup. He hides any imperfections on that team. And now Steph Curry out here getting exposed. Klay Thompson didn't even play. But Steph Curry, you got to get that home. You're up 19 in the fourth quarter. You got to get that home. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is actually in the NFL. I got to throw the NFL in there sometime. So the Indianapolis Colts have been linked to Russell Wilson. I'm here to tell you right now, that's a match that makes a lot of sense. Russell Wilson heading to the Colts. Now, the Colts have been trying. I'll give them effort. They've been trying to address this quarterback issue. Two years ago, Phillip Rivers. A year ago, Carson Wentz. And now they're trying to see if they can get themselves Russell Wilson. This week is very important. You know why this week is very important? It's because it's the scouting combine where all the players, all the GMs, most of the coaches will be there, and that's when deals get done. If you remember, a lot of deals that happen on March 11th, March 14th, it's because this is the week that it happens. In Indianapolis right now where the GMs and the coaches will get um, – an idea of what kind of trade packages will be discussed and what not. Now, last year, Russell Wilson was rumored to be heading to Chicago, but the GM of the Chicago Bears at the last minute said no, um, given the strong offer um, that was proposed. So I think now it's time for Seattle and Russell Wilson to head in the opposite directions. And besides, Sherry don't want to be in, in, um, in Seattle no more. Now, I know Indianapolis ain't all that great, but it's better than Seattle. I don't care what nobody says. Um, with that being said, I think what it's going to take, since the Colts don't have a first-round pick, the Colts will have to give up two first-round picks in the near future and maybe a second this year and a player to entice the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe Carson Wentz is in that trade. We don't know. But what I do know is that if the Rus- if Russell Wilson is on the Colts, they are a bona fide Super Bowl contender. They got a great offensive line, especially on the run blocking. You have a great defense. Now, their weapons, they need to get some weapons. And if I was the Colts, I would try to see if I can get DK Metcalf to come along with Russ um, or Tyler Lockett. But all in all, if the Colts get Russell Wilson, 
Tennessee Titans, and nothing is over for y'all. Houston, y'all trash. Jacksonville, forget about it. The Indianapolis Colts. This will be the best team that they've had since Peyton. And we'll see if they can get a ring. Because if Russell Wilson can get a ring with the Colts, whoo, that that all-time great quarterback list gets a lot more interesting in terms of having conversations and debates. I'm just letting y'all know. Let Russell get another Super Bowl. That means he would have went to three and one, two. Okay. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on the show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, Prove Me Wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments. Why else you gonna be walking out? I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out.